You are listening to the Uncanceled Podcast. We believe that Jesus came to set you free and nothing can cancel the truth of God's word. Now here's your host, the youth pastor of Impact Youth at Faith Church in New Milford, Connecticut, Pastor Joey Santora. What is going on, Uncanceled? How are you guys doing? Thank you so much for tuning in uh, for part three of four keys to a thriving relationship with God. But before we get to that, I had to wait for my colleague. Sorry. He was a little delayed. He was a little delayed. It is time to once again rate that. Foreign, foreign snack. snack. Ooh, it was a little, it was a little, 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 little off, little sync. off, little out of sync. It's okay. It's all right. You know, he was just a little bit off uh, getting up here. I was a little bit off on the timing on that one. It's all good. We'll it happens. We'll, we'll work through it. Uh, last week we had what? The Sour Patch? Was the that sour last week? Sour Patch Kids, yeah. Was. What was week one? Week one was the Cheetos. The Cheetos? The Thailand Cheetos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So definitely, by the way, the verdict is official. The Sour Patch were chewy. It was there not that chewy. it was uh, cold. And I think we gave it like an eight, which I think is fair. I think we gave it a 9.5. Oh, no, we gave the Cheetos oh, an eight. Yeah, yeah, Cheetos. Yeah, Cheetos an eight. No, yeah. we gave it a 9.5. That's yeah. right. No, it I'll was, stick by that. It it's The good. flavor was yeah. great. All right. Here we go. All right. I, I do want to get something. I do want to get something. <laughs> Here we go. Ben, I'm going to let you say go when it's time for me to get it because I, I'm partial right now. Whatever my hand's on, I'll grab. So. Okay. All right. Yeah, All that's right. what I had my hand on, baby. <laughs> what we got? We got, uh, why don't you read it, Ben? Let, let us know what it is. These are Lay's Max. Spicy Korean fried chicken potato chips from Thailand. It says extra crunch. It does say that. Too. That is interesting. Korean, All right. I, I'm not going to lie. This Korean, is spicy Korean fried chicken, but from Thailand. Interesting. I honestly am a little bit dumbfounded, but that's, that, <laughs> that's okay. This is going to be quite the, quite the crunch. Should we crunch it in the mic, in the microphone? Yeah, we should. It'll be a little gross. I'm sorry, but we're going to do it anyway. Did the apples and they're used to it by now. Sniff. This could go one of two ways. Oh. One of two ways. I, I feel like I can smell the spices. Yeah. Um, I got water here. You don't. Oh, um, I think I'll be all right. I, I hope it's not. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not bad with spice, but. All right, man. This is it. This is the one I wanted to try today, and my hand was luckily on it when Ben said, go. <laughs> and I was right, like, let's go. go. All right. Really? Extra crunch? Yeah, the crunch definitely wasn't there. I, right away, just don't really know if it works as a chip. No. It was kind of soft. Yeah, it wasn't very crunchy at all. False advertising minus minus point five right there. Like like Maybe I'm just in like, transit. It lost some of the crunch, you know, from Thailand to here. I won't accept that answer. Okay, <laughs> it's right. just it's just unacceptable. Um, <laughs> a little spicy has a little kick to it. Little kick. Um, not a lot of crunch. Not a lot of crunch. I don't mind the flavor. Kind of reminds me of the Cheetos, but not as good. Yeah, I mean it's. 
the Cheetos were, were sweet barbecue. These are spicy Korean fried chicken. Yeah, I don't so. know where I'm getting that in there. Um, <laughs> but I liked it. I don't love it. Yeah, I think, yeah. But I, I, I would, I will tell you this. I, like, when we get off air, or we're not airing, we're not live, but when, when I get off, like, the recording, I'll have a couple more. Like, I yeah, will. I will, too, but not the whole bag. No, not the whole bag. It's, um, it, it would be a lot to have the whole bag. Um, with that being said, I, I think I have my rating. What do you got? You can go first. I'm still, oh, man. I'm still deciding. <sighs> man, this is tough. I think that this is a very specific rating, but being that we have our standard of Sour Patch, which was a 9.5 for a foreign snack, yeah. and then we had our uh, Cheetos, which I did like an 8.5. I think I did an 8. Yeah, you did an 8. If we're really looking at those two and comparing it, this is a 6.8. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I think that might be, oh no, it's probably not, but why is it a 0.8? Because it wasn't bad enough to be a 6.5, but once you start getting into the sevens, it's a really quality, it's like, it's like more of a quality snack. I get that. So I went with a 6.8 just because I felt like it was a nice rating. Here's my thing that, that's very valid. Here's my thing that that I always come back to. If I'm not eating the whole bag, is it over a five? I think, here's the thing. I think that I actually would disagree with you. I think I would eat the whole bag. You would? Yeah. I don't think I'm really there. I think that it's probably borderline, so I'll, I'll give it a five. But okay. I really didn't think that the flavor worked that great for a chip. Okay, um, yeah. And the crunch wasn't there, so. Yeah, I, I understand that. I really do. Um, I'm going to stick my 6.8. Um, yeah. I kind of feel like on the last snack, we should maybe like do like a little bit of like a review if we sure. like stick with our ratings yeah. type of deal. Because um, this may end up turning out to be maybe we're just getting the really good snacks right now. And then we're going to get like really bad snacks later and be like, oh, actually, those weren't so bad. But, or the other way around. We're like, wow, those snacks we had at first were terrible. Yeah. So um, but, um, overall, this has just been a really productive segment. Um, <laughs> so good. Thailand's. Thailand has been good to us. They they had They've the Cheetos and, and they had this. this I think that, that was might interesting. Not be the, might not be the last Thailand. Is snack. it not the last Thailand snack? Quick scan. It is the last Thailand. It is the snack. Thailand. So, so thank thanks, you, Thailand. Thailand. Thank you, yeah. thank you. And if you're from Thailand and you're watching this, because we do have, because like I said last week, Belgium. we have somebody watching from Belgium uh, every single week. So uh, if you're from Thailand and. Uh, you're watching this, just give us a shout. Let us know how you like the uh, yeah. chips because maybe people in Thailand don't even like them. Maybe they're crunchy over there. Maybe they're crunchy over there. That's a great question. Yeah. Great, great rate that foreign snack today. Very educational. Um, you're welcome. That's all I have to say <laughs> is you're welcome. No, I'm just kidding. It's, it's uh, honestly, I left the foreign snacks at home today when I came to uh, the office and I was like, man, I live about 13 minutes away from the church. Uh, I said about, and then I said a specific number. So I live 13 minutes away from the church. And uh, I uh, was like, you know what? It's worth driving home for. So I went home and I got them. Uh, so you're welcome. Uh, uh, quick um, little uh, sneaky shout out. Um, I'm going to shout out uh, today. Who do I want to shout out today that watches the, the, watches the good old uh, potty today? Josh Melendez, Josh Melendez. That's right. Josh Melendez, one of our awesome MPAC students. He has been watching the podcast uh, lately 
And uh, he's just been saying that it's been uh, really great and he's been enjoying it. So, uh, Josh, if you're uh, watching this tomorrow or if you're watching this uh, at any time, go ahead and just uh, give us a little what's up uh, in the comments. Um, but let's get to uh, the more important part of, uh, of the podcast, which is four keys to a thriving relationship with God. Um, we've already covered three essentials that, and if you haven't gotten these already, you need to go back and watch the other two because, uh, those are, uh, those are going to be vital for your everyday life where this is going to be, um, maybe more of a week to week thing, uh, kind of, I'll explain that when I get to it. But first we have valuing, uh, relationship over religious rituals. Uh, that's essential to having a thriving relationship with God. It's about relationship, not religion. I kind of dived into what I meant by that and uh, how that, even that phrase can be abusive, uh, at times where people abuse it, uh, and use it incorrectly. Second, I talked about reading God's word daily. And then third, I talked about praying daily, but I didn't just necessarily talk about why, uh, why we should. I kind of broke down how and, uh, some practicalities of it as well. But this last one, I, I think people can often misconstrued to be a religious practice when not properly understood from the Bible. And the last one is faithfully attend church faithfully attend church. Some people say faithfully attending church is just being religious, is just doing a religious activity. And it could be for some, if they're just in their mind saying, oh, I'm going to church because it's the right thing to do. It could be if, you know, you're just going to church because, you know, you go to church. I, I perhaps, although I think that there is an importance of just going to church to go to church. And here's why. Hebrews 10.25 says, uh, Paul is writing to, um, uh, Paul uh, is writing to uh, uh, a group of uh, Jewish believers, and he says to not, uh, to not forsake the assembling of yourselves as we so often do. And so Paul clearly says uh, to the audience he's writing to in Hebrews, he says to them, don't forsake the assembling of yourself. It is so important to gather and to come together, to go to church. The assembling of ourselves, going to church is essential. During COVID, um, we saw that, uh, <coughs> excuse me, that spicy uh, chip uh, got me a little bit. Uh, we saw during COVID, we saw churches shut down. We saw our government say that church was not essential, but what they missed was that church is an essential value in the word of God and is an essential value for our lives. Why is it essential? How do I, how can I tell, how can I prove to you that it's essential? It is no surprise that suicide rates spiked during COVID. It is no surprise that uh, depression and anxiety rates spiked during COVID. Why did they spike? Because people were in isolation. They were told that they can't go out. They were told that they can't go and that they can't be with their friends, that they can't go and they can't be at church. This is why the gathering of ourselves is so important because if we're gathering together, and I'm going to get into this in a second, we're actually encouraging each other. And so when we come together with any group of people, we're encouraging them in one behavior or the other. But if we gather at a church, we should be as the church encouraging us to be able to grow more in our relationship with Christ. The church is essential. 
And the church is something that every believer needs to go to. Don't listen to people when they say that you don't need to go to church as a Christian. We are the church. That's wrong. The church is a physical location. Yes, the church is the body of Christ, but there's also the local church, which should be a physical location that you attend on a weekly basis, that you attend on a regular basis. I said faithfully attend church. Well, Joey, what do you mean by faithfully? Faithfully means that you should be in church pretty much every single Sunday. And on a very rare occasion, if you were to miss church, it needs to be for a, for a good reason. What would be a good reason of why you weren't in church? A good reason why you weren't in church may be that, you know, I don't know, you, uh, you need to go out of town for a, for a funeral of, of uh, one of your family members and you weren't at your church that weekend. Okay? You know, perhaps maybe, you know, you went on vacation one week and you missed one week of, of church, Okay? But faithfully attending church should be that you are in church every single Sunday. Not you're not missing church just because, you know, oh, you know, I, I, you know, have sports for the next three months. I won't be at church. You know, oh, you know, I'm just, you know, never, never around on the weekends. I'm just working on the weekends. So just I'm never coming to church. There really aren't uh, there really isn't a good reason why you shouldn't go to church. Even when I go on vacation, if I'm not around on a Sunday. Even when I go on vacation, I will attend a church in that area. I will look for a church that I can go to and attend that church. So while I'm maybe not in my local body, I'm still attending a church. You should make every effort to be at a church, a Bible-believing church, every single Sunday. <coughs> man, just that spice got me again, man. I'm sorry, guys. Forgive me. Uh, but... um. Maybe me and Ben talk about this sometimes. Maybe it's not the best idea that I'm like eating right before I, uh, I'm doing this thing. But anyway, um, what is a Bible-believing church? It is a church that believes the Bible fully and properly. It is a church that does not have non-evangelical or rather should I say non-orthodox um, beliefs. What would be a non-orthodox belief? Believing that Jesus wasn't really the Son of God. Believing that, you know, the Trinity doesn't, you know, the Trinity uh, is uh, incorrect and believing more of a oneness perspective or maybe a non-Orthodox uh, uh, theology would be, you know, God, you know, doesn't really, uh, God didn't really create the world. It was really theistic evolution or evolution or non-Orthodox might be something like believing God is a woman or something like that. I saw this really terrible thing, this church on Mother's Day. They sang the song, Good, Good Father, but instead of singing Good, Good Father, they said he's a good, good mother. And I was like, do you just not read your Bible or something? Like, I was just like, you know, like, I was just like, God reveals himself as a man in the Bible or as a he. He refers himself as a he. When Jesus comes down, he comes down as a man, right? That doesn't mean that God didn't create woman. That doesn't mean that God, you know, uh, that, that doesn't mean that God, you know, didn't create mothers. That doesn't mean that God doesn't have a plan for women. It doesn't mean any of that type of stuff. But what I'm saying is that God has chosen to reveal himself as a man. He reveals himself as a he in his word. 
And if God said that he was a she in his word, then we should call him a she, but his word says he's a he. Anyway, that's not specifically what I'm talking about right now, but what I'm saying is make sure you're in a church that believes orthodox Christianity, that Jesus came, that he lived a sinless life, that he was God in the flesh, that he died on the cross, that he was buried in a tomb, and that he rose again from the dead, that he's coming back again soon, that God created the world. Go to a church that's Pentecostal, that believes in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, It's good to go to an Orthodox church. Now, Orthodoxy wouldn't necessarily include Pentecostal because you can be, you know, a Baptist church can be Orthodox as well. But it's best to go to a church that believes in the gifts of the Holy Ghost as well uh, because uh, there's power in that. And uh, I'll get into that actually in a second. Faithfully attend church. Faithfully attend church. It can be religious to go to church without the right understanding. Church is not just to feel good, although you do feel good after you go to church. It's not, that's not the primary or the only reason why we go to church. Church is to gather together in unity with believers. In unity with believers. What do I mean by that? When you come together with a group of people that believe the same thing that you do, The Bible talks about being with people that are of like-minded faith. When you come together with a group of people that are of like-minded faith, it encourages your faith. It encourages you. It spurs you on. The Bible talks about, you know, many at men's conference, they overplay this, but, you know, iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Like, you know, there's uh, many scriptures about us encouraging each other in our faith, and that just happens to be the one that I thought of right away. But it's true. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. And at men's conferences, they think that that specifically is only for men, you know, Yes, it's for men because it says man. It's referring to every single person. It's referring to uh, Christians in general as, you know, uh, iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another man. Or uh, it's, uh, and, and really and truly, that would be an Old Testament, so it wouldn't be necessarily referring to Christianity, but it is referring to our faith in God. It's referring to uh, sharpening one another. And so when you're around other people who believe the same thing that you do, and you're gathered with them in the same place, it will sharpen and encourage you in your faith. It will cause you to want to keep serving God. Let's say that maybe, you know, you you didn't have the best week and you weren't serving God the way that you should, but then you come to church and you see other people serving God and it spurs you on to be able to serve God because you see them doing it. That is one of the purposes of the church. It's to sharpen your faith, to keep your faith fresh to keep your faith going, to spur you on, to cheer you on and and encourage you. It's important to come to church, to see other believers, to talk with them. It's a great place to make friends, church. Most, most, if not all of my friends uh, come to, uh, come to church. I should say most, if not all of my close friends come to church. I actually just had lunch with a, a with a friend today that, that, that isn't saved. So I do that too, because it's important to minister to people that aren't saved as well. But most of my very close friends are Christians and any of my friends that I confide in and that I'm close to like that, where I tell them about my life and I ask them for advice, they're they're Christians. Why? Because I want to be sharpened properly and I want to be encouraged in the right direction. And you can find that encouragement in church. You can find those godly friendships in a church setting. It's a great place to come if you want to get to know godly friends. 
So church is a great place to gather for unity with believers. Church is a place where we get filled by God-ordained spiritual leaders pouring into us. What do I mean by God-ordained spiritual leaders pouring into us? What I mean, if you would turn in your Bible to Ephesians chapter 4, Ephesians chapter 4, I'm going to turn there myself. It's after Galatians. Ephesians chapter 4. It says this. Sorry, I lost it for a second. I got a little cough here too. (coughs) It says this. Notice that it says he ascended. This clearly means that Christ also descended to our lowly world. This is verse 10. And the same one who descended is the one who ascended higher than all the heavens, so that he might fill the entire universe with himself. Now these are the gifts Christ gave the church. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such a unity in our faith and knowledge of God's son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. So the gifts Christ gave the church, one of which being pastors, one of which being pastors. When you come to a church and you hear the pastor give the word of God, you are hearing and sitting under somebody that hopefully is called by God to be a pastor. It would be very bad if you went to a church that somebody didn't have the call of God. Um, but if you were close enough with the Lord, you'd be able to discern that and, uh, and sense that by what happens in the church. But a pastor is God ordained, a God-ordained leader. And so when you go to church, you hear what God is speaking. God will often speak to the leader of what the entire church body needs to hear. And so when you go to church, you receive something from somebody that is anointed by God to be able to do this. What do I mean by anointing? Uh, my, my friend Wesley and I actually uh, were just talking about this yesterday, but he defines it like this. It is the tangible, transferable power of God to break every bondage or break every yoke. So that's what the anointing is. And so people that are anointed, they have this tangible, transferable power of God to break every yoke. And so it's important to be able to sit under that anointing. It's important to be able to sit under uh, the call of a pastor. Uh, Now, every believer can be anointed by God, but pastors have a special anointing on their life that may be different than uh, other believers do. Pastors have an anointing to be uh, a shepherd, to be somebody, what is a shepherd? Somebody that guides people, someone that, that gathers a flock together and that instructs them and guides them. There is a special anointing to lead that's on a pastor that may not be on another individual or not may not, is not on other individuals the same way. It is important to come to church so that you can sit under God-ordained spiritual, uh, a God-ordained spiritual leader pouring into you. Church is not just about the religious activity of going to church, but obeying the command of God 
because we love God. Remember, we talked about in, in weeks prior that it's about loving God, that it's a relationship with God. We need to love God enough to have a relationship with him, not just want to do religious activities, but God in his word, he commands us to not forsake the assembling of ourselves. He, he speaks through Paul to not forsake the assembling of ourselves. In this word, it says that. And so if we're going to be Bible-believing, Bible-obeying Christians, then it, it, that should settle it for us right there. That I'm going to go to church because God's word says I need to be in church. God says I can't forsake the assembling of myself. I would even tell you, while going to church on Sunday is, is uh, well, I would say it like this, going to church on Sunday is the minimum. It's not like, the, that's not the limit, it's the minimum. And so going to church on Sunday is only the beginning of what you could do. If your church is having a service on Wednesday, be there. If your church is having a revival service, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, be there. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yes, I understand that you may have things that come up and perhaps you may not be able to make it one of those nights, but get there as much as you possibly can that week. If you can, make it a priority to be in that revival the entire week. Uh, my impact leaders, which I'm so thankful for, they do a wonderful job, every single one of them. They are taking, uh, many of them are taking days off of work to just be there for our Heatwave Youth Conference that we have coming up this summer. And if you're watching this and you uh, don't go to Faith Church and you don't know about Heatwave, what that is, is it's uh, a conference that we have for youth and young adults uh, that we have uh, June 28th through June 30th. And it's a three-day event where we just go after God and the power of God is in the room. We see God do some crazy stuff. But our leaders are taking off to just be a part of Heatwave and be there. They're taking off of work. Perhaps if you know about a revival week, weeks in advance, take, take some time off of work. Get into the house of God. You don't know what God might do in your life, what God might speak to you, but you have to actually be there to have him speak it to you. You know, I, I was going to get into this uh, later, but I'm going to say it now. Church is a place where the gifts of the spirit can be operated in to encourage believers. The Bible says in, in 1 Corinthians 12, 7, a spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. So in other words, or that we can build each other up. A spiritual gift is given to each, each of us so that we can help each other. The spiritual gifts are meant to be used. Paul gives us instructions on how to use the spiritual gifts in church. Let me ask you this question. If the gifts of the spirit or if uh, God did not want us to come to church, then why would Paul give us instructions on how to use the gifts of the spirit in church? If we didn't need to gather together as a body, then why would Paul give us instructions in Corinthians on how to be able to operate in the gifts? But he did showing us that we need to be able to gather together. And so I said, you never know what God's going to uh, speak to you when you come to church. That's where the gifts of the spirit come in. I had a young man. He sat actually right over there last night and he came to church and he was just hungry for God. He said I, I, his girlfriend invited him over to watch a movie. And he said, I, I don't want to go over and watch a movie. Now I want to be in church. And so he came to church. And he said that he was expecting to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. I wasn't preaching on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I was preaching on being all in through praise. That's what I preached on last night at Impact. And I was preaching and the Spirit of God quickened me or stopped me and spoke to me and said, stop preaching right now. That young man over there, you need to pray for him. So I began to pray for him for something else. And then I, I, by the gifts of the Spirit, 
I began to feel something stir that God had more for him. And I went back and I started to do something else. And God said, he wants to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And so after, and what I prayed for him the first time was also something that he was praying about as well. But I, I, uh, I uh, let him or I let him go back to his seat too quickly, I feel. And then I came back on the stage and I said, I said, somebody in here wants to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I walked right over to him and I said, do you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit? And, and with the initial physical evidence of speaking in tongues. And he laughed and said, yes. I prayed for him. He comes up to me after. What did he say to me? He said, I came in here tonight. I didn't know that he wanted this, but he wanted to speak in tongues. That's what his expectation was coming into the service. He wanted to be filled in this, with the spirit. And so how did I know that? By the gifts. But he would not have that encounter if he did not come to church. I wouldn't have been able to move in the gifts uh, and pray for him like that if he did not come to church. The church is a special place where God's anointing is stronger. The Bible says in Psalm 22, verse three, I preached on this last night, that uh, that God is enthroned in the praises of Israel. Israel uh, was his people in the Old Testament. And what that basically means is that he lives in the praises of his people. Now, God is omnipresent, right? So how does it make sense that he lives in his praise of his people and when we start praising him, his presence comes in the room? It's not that God's presence wasn't already there. It's that his presence becomes stronger and tangible. You start to be able to feel it. The power of God begins to get stronger as we begin to praise him. And so what happens when you come to church is as we're praising God, the because we, we sing before we uh, have uh, we do a little time of praise and worship before we give the message and we have the sermon. And the reason we do that is because the Bible says to enter his uh, gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. And it also says that he's enthroned on the praises of his people Israel. And now where is people in the New Testament? So we know that we're to enter his courts with praise. Why? Because God is worthy and because he's deserving of it. But when we begin to do that, his presence begins to become tangible in that place, in the, in the, in the room. And so as we're worshiping God, his presence begins, begins to come strong, uh, become strong in the room. And that's why church is such a special place is it's a group of people glorifying the name of God. And when we, when we properly, because sometimes the worship songs that we sing can not be in line with God's word, but when we praise God, with songs that are honoring to him and that really do praise him and lift his name up, his presence begins to uh, become stronger in the room. You begin to feel it and God begins to do stuff. And that, can, and that presence happens in a special way when we come to church. Perhaps you go to church because you're like, man, I just really want to be, in, I just really want to feel the tangible presence of God in a special way. And I want God to speak to me in a special way. Church is a great place to be able to go for that. We need to go to church. Church is not optional. Church is a place where the presence of God is. Why would God give uh, the church the gift of pastor if church was unnecessary? Makes no sense. If the gift of, if the, if uh, going to church was unnecessary, why would God give the, uh, or why would Christ give the gift of pastors? No point. Why would he give the evangelist, the apostle, the prophet, the teacher, all gifts that are for the church? Why would God give them to the church if, the, if church was unnecessary? Pastors would have no function How, to lead a group of believers. 
Church is necessary, and the Bible shows it. The Bible talks about in James 5, 14 through 15, it says, is any among you sick? He should send for the leaders of the church and they should pray for him. They should pour oil on him in the name of the Lord. The prayer of faith will heal the sick man and the Lord will raise him up. If he has sinned, he, he will be forgiven. Why, again, is there instructions about calling on the elders of the church if church is unnecessary? It's because church is necessary. Church is a place of healing. Um, people do, uh, don't come to church sometimes when they're sick. And I actually almost made the same mistake on Sunday. I wasn't feeling the best. And I felt the Lord speak to me and, and say, let, like, go to church. You might not be feeling uh, the best right now, but go to church because church is a house of healing. And so I went to church and I'll tell you, after I went to church, I felt a whole lot better. I did. Church is a house of healing. Now I understand, you know, somebody might be in the hospital and unable to get to church that Sunday or, or somebody might be really knocked out, but we know that the will of God is to heal. You can even lay hands on yourself and believe for healing because God wants to do that. But you can come to church when you're sick during COVID. They were like, Oh, don't come to church when you're sick. You know, I, I, I will say, you know, and some people would disagree with this, but Jesus laid hands on a leper which was one of the most contagious diseases. Disease, he touched a leper. You would never do that. You would get leprosy if you touched a leper. But Jesus touched him and healed him and he did not get leprosy. You know, during COVID, I wonder what would have happened if a pastor said, you know what, when people have COVID, our doors are open and you're going to come here and we're going to anoint you with oil and pray for you and you're going to be healed. Ooh, that would have been, that would have been powerful. And, um, and um, uh, I actually know that some of our pastors prayed for people when they had COVID as well at Faith Church. So uh, that, that's something that some churches around in America did do, but it wasn't nearly done enough. Was it nearly done enough? Church is a place of healing for the sick. Church is essential. We need to faithfully attend church. It's not optional. It's not something that, you know, that you can just say, I'm going to have a thriving relationship with God and not go to church. You can't have a thriving relationship with God and not go to church. Not just because of all the reasons I listed. The number one reason would be because you're disobeying one of God's commands. How can you have a thriving relationship with God if we're disobeying God's commands? God wants you in church. He wants to meet with you. Why? Because he loves you and he wants to know you. I don't mean to condemn anybody that's watching right now and say, you know, you're awful. You know, I can't stand you. I hate you because you don't go to church. That's not what I'm saying right now. I'm saying I'm encouraging you. Come out to church. Come out to church because God loves you and wants to have a thriving relationship with you. It's not up to God to have a thriving relationship with you. It's up to you. God already wants it. He's already extending his hand. But will you have this thriving relationship with him? I hope that these last couple of weeks have challenged you to have a thriving relationship with God. Not just have a mediocre relationship with God, but a thriving relationship with him. God wants you to know him. He wants to be known by you. And he wants you, and he wants you to know him. Have a relationship with God that's thriving. Again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this again. Have a relationship over religion. Pray, read your Bible, go to church. And that's just the baseline of Christianity. The early church apostles would have said that if someone said that they did that, they would say, great, but like, doesn't everybody do that? That was like the bare minimum. And that's not to say that, 
if you're if you haven't done those things before and you start doing them that that's not an accomplishment because it is because you, you weren't doing it before and now you're doing it now and that's great and I encourage you if you just started to do it that's great you're doing an awesome job but understand that this is a part of the life of a, of a, of a born again Christian in Christ. So I encourage you today, have a thriving relationship with God. And I hope that this helps you. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for this group of uh, people that are watching this right now. I pray, Lord, that everybody watching would desire to have a thriving relationship with you. Lord, I pray that you'd speak to everybody that's watching. I pray, Father, that uh, even as I'm praying for them right now, Lord, that you would uh, that you would put a desire on the inside of them, Lord, to want to even know you more. In Jesus' name, give them the power to pray by your Holy Spirit. Give them uh, the ability, Lord, to discipline themselves, to have a thriving relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I hope that you guys tune in next week, and God bless. Thank you for listening to the Uncanceled Podcast. We hope you are blessed and encouraged by the teaching today. If you are between the grades of 5th through 12th grade, make sure to check us out in person at Faith Church in New Milford, Connecticut every Wednesday night from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Be sure to tune in next week for another weekly podcast from Uncanceled. God bless.